the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Oh, it's not just another edition. It's the Friday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Fabulous. Thanks for coming along today. It's been a weird day weather-wise, kind of rainy, kind of cold, but the sun's out there right now, setting the stage for what promises to be just a gorgeous couple of extra days. So welcome to the show. We're excited that you are with us. Kath, good to see you as well. How are things? Things are just fine, John. We're in the middle of the NFL draft, which I know uh, you and Gary, oh. who is uh, manning the board today, is very excited about. Oh, my God. So yeah. we'll, be, we'll, be delve, we'll be delving deep into the NFL draft just to yep. please both of you um, yep. today on the ride home. Let's check in with Gary. He'll uh, break down yeah. the draft for the Steelers for us, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or he'll just break down. Did you say draft beer? Well, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> That's, di- That's different. Um, Anyway, so we're deep into that. Um, I missed the Academy Awards completely Did last you? weekend. Last Sunday night, I com- I totally forgot they were on. I also forgot Biden was on, if you remember. Those are the two highlights evening. of my viewing I, week. I didn't. I don't know. I, they were both like really weird, kind of crazy TV. Yeah. So I bring that up because I, I, I don't know what it says about me that I forgot that the president was on. I forgot about the Academy Awards. But last night when the draft started, man, I was right it. there. Did you watch the? Did you watch the entire proceedings? I did not. I, okay. I no. I mean, I petered out, and and the Steelers pick was so late. I had to, I had a lot of work to do. So I was in the other room, and I was just oh, no. listening. With one. I uh, I checked it out early on. I was like, oh hey, the draft. Okay, so then I checked in, and they were like at nine or something like that. And I was like, okay, so I kept on coming back, coming back. Which, yeah, yeah. Yep. Seriously, you said, I oh wait, they were now they're announce. at twelve. Wait, now they're at fourteen. Not it took forever. It took a long time. It did. So I mean, whatever. I mean, it's it become a really weird thing, but. Uh, God bless uh, the whole process. I don't know. Steelers. Here we go. That's good. Here we go. Anyway, uh, let's kick off the show, as we always do, by looking at the news stories of the day. The world continues to uh, circumvent. Uh, Kath, as we always do, please give us the top four at four. For Friday, April 30th, 2021. Number one. At least 44 people were killed in a stampede at a religious bonfire festival in northern Israel early this morning. The Wall Street Journal reports that 103 injured people were evacuated to local hospitals, including more than 20 in severe condition. Israel's cabinet had approved a plan for the events on Mount Meron in the northern in the northern Galilee, where thousands go annually for a Jewish holiday celebrated with the lighting of large bonfires. Organizers estimated that some 100,000 people were at the site by midnight Thursday. Videos from the scene before the stampede showed thousands jumping up and down in a makeshift arena set up at the event site. Number two, as I said before, the Pittsburgh Steelers were in action last night. They got another running back named Harris. You remember the first one. He did pretty well. So we're hoping number two. Uh, also ends up in the Hall of Fame. Anyway, it was round one of the NFL draft last night. 
Alabama's Najee Harris is now a Steeler after the team took him with the number 24 overall pick, making him the first running back chosen in the 2021 draft. Wow. According to the Trib, at six foot one, two thirty-two, Najee Harris gives the Steelers a bruising, productive back they've lacked in recent seasons. The last time the Steelers had a back surpass a thousand yards in a season was back in 2017 with Le'Veon Bell. Remember those glory days? You know, before it all bottomed out. Najee Harris also, John. I don't know if you heard any interviews with him, but he seems like such a good guy. Uh, homeless for a bit as a kid, he's consistently been part of community outreaches. And last night, he attended a party held in his honor at the Greater Richmond Interfaith Program in Richmond, California, a homeless shelter that housed him, his four siblings, and his parents for several years in his childhood. And Harris was not just a visitor. He brought food to be delivered to the current guests. So I like him. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like picking a running back in the first round, but you know what? They're not picking. So That's right. We need one. Number three. The COVID era has seen several shortages. First, toilet paper, if you look back, you remember that, right? Then Lysol wipes, then ketchup, of all things. Now we've moved on to chicken. Yep, it looks like Americans are short of nuggets, tenders, wings, patties, all shapes, all sizes. Suppliers are struggling to hire people to process chicken. There's an increased demand for a comfort food that's takeout and delivery friendly. Processing plants have also been hit hard by the coronavirus. Plus, apparently the fried chicken sandwich has just taken over. I think that's what it is. The Washington Post dubbed 2019 the year of the chicken sandwich. Remember when Popeyes released their chicken sandwich and there was the whole war between them and Chick-fil-A, right? Of course. And number four, the Pens are going to the playoffs for the 15th consecutive year. I mean, are we so lucky to live here? Are you kidding me? The 15th consecutive year after a 5-4 overtime win last night versus the Caps. It was looking good, but tense. Pens were up 4-3 in the waning seconds of the third. I felt good about it. But then, Tom Wilson, you know, I just hate that guy. He came in from the front, tied the game of four, but sadness endured only for a few minutes until Jake Gensel scored the game winner only a few minutes into OT. Hmm. Pens are tied for first. Did you hear me say first place in the East? And that is your top four at four. Very nice. Yeah, I'm watching the game last night and I, I said to my son, this is the most anxious time when there's like, you Don't know, you a think? minute and a half. I know. The, I thought right? that too. And then 14 point some seconds, the other right. team, you go. And then and by allowing people, that to happen, of all, of all people, I just, I mean, you know, who can stand him? Right. And so by allowing that to happen, the Capitals got a point and now they're, you know, they're ahead of us essentially. In right. the first place. No, we're tied. They're tied. All right. Okay. Anyway. Hey, um, people are out and about in greater numbers. Andy Masick from the Senator John Hines History Center is going to join us in just a little bit to talk about uh, Meadowcroft, which is always a fascinating visit for the family and uh, a little known uh, history of Cinco de Mayo. That's mm. next. The Friday edition of The Ride Home. I'm sorry. Oh, Kath, we missed it. Oh, your weekend's begun, people. Yes. All's right. Don't you well. worry. Four minutes after, I'm sorry, 11 minutes past the four o'clock hour. It is good. It really is good. 101.5 WORD. Hey, I'm Keith Stevens. Join Donna Cruz and me this weekend for Keep the Faith. We'll share encouragement that will help you start new dreams. They built the first railway suspension bridge over the Niagara Gorge. How do you get that first cable across an 825-foot gorge? The answer, believe it or not, was a kite-flying contest. 
I hope you can join us for Keep the Faith tomorrow night at 10 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. There are books that I've wanted to write. Fault Lines was a book I felt like I had to write. Critical Race Theory, Social Justice, Intersectionality. We've all heard these terms, but most of us have no idea what they mean. The Apostle Paul says that we destroy arguments and lofty opinions raised against the knowledge of God. Fault Lines is about doing just that in this current cultural moment. As Christians, we need to know what's going on around us. We have to be a part of culture. Fault Lines is about not only understanding what's going on in the culture around us and how it's impacting us, but it's also about teaching us to take every thought captive so that we can be more proactive in creating culture as God would intend us to. This is Vodi Bakum, and I want to encourage you to buy my new book, Fault Lines, available everywhere books are sold, April 6th. I have two dogs, Sam and Bailey. Both are golden retrievers. Poor Sam, he was a mess. Always itching, his paws were soaking wet all day from just constant licking. He had bald spots on his back. I just don't like putting shots and steroids into your dog all the time. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Dynavite is nutrition. Probably two weeks after he started Dynavite, I started seeing great improvements. And today, 99% of his issues are non-existent. It's amazing stuff. Since Bailey has been 12 weeks old, he's been a Dynavite dog. And he has zero issues today. He won't eat his food without Dynavite. When I get out the Dynavite, my dogs actually salivate. Like I'm getting them a treat. They drool over it. Dynavite is the best thing you can do for your dog. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees, like Eden Christian Academy in the North Hills, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. I remember when our kids were little kids, you know, six, five years of age, one of my boys was obsessed with the idea of fossils. He'd go out in the backyard and find rocks and, you know, try to look, is there a fossil in there? There has to be. So we always have these conversations as little kids about who was here before us and what were they doing? Well, Meadowcroft, the rock shelter, Meadowcroft Rock Shelter is opening again. And I'll tell you, if you've never been there, this is a fabulous family outing. It really is. Here to talk to us about Meadowcroft and other things happening at the Center of John Hines History Center is Andy Masick, who is the president and the CEO of the John Hines History Center in association with the Smithsonian in the Strip District. Andy, happy Friday and welcome back. Hey, happy Friday to you, too. Thanks, Andy. You know, I've never been to Meadowcroft, so, you know, tell me all about it. Why should I go? Kathy. I know. What, I'm what sorry. I'm trying to be honest. Well, well, I've been staying know, I've been staying in the spare room for a year and a half. Thank you so much, Andy. <laughs> Locked in the closet. <laughs> well, this is the oldest site of human habitation in North America. It's a national historic landmark, and it's only 35 miles 
from downtown Pittsburgh in Washington County near the little coal patch of Avella. And this is like the land that time forgot because 19,000 years ago, human beings arrived here. This is during the last ice age. And they found this black overhang, kind of like a cave. And they set up shop there and they stayed there for generations. For 19,000 years, archaeologists can trace the fire pits or the hearts of these families who lived at Meadowcroft. And today, it's a national historic landmark. It's operated by the Heinz History Center, and it's opening to the public tomorrow. Fabulous. Now, Andy, this is so really so cool Talk about the history of, you know, the people that were living there, obviously, as you're saying, at Meadowcroft, well-documented. But who essentially in this modern age found these markings, these remains, and brought that to life for us to enjoy? It's a curious story, John. Uh, a man named Albert Miller, who lived on the property uh, one day in 1955, was watching a very industrious groundhog excavating in this rock overhang. And as he watched them, uh, he saw all kinds of things popping out of that hole as that uh, that critter was digging furiously. And out of the hole popped a, well, we'd call it an arrowhead today, but it was a lancelette point, uh, a, a hand-napped or hand-crafted flint knife. And uh, he picked it up, uh, Albert picked it up, and he brought it to archaeologists at the Carnegie Museum. And those archaeologists were intrigued. They, they uh, checked it out. And then more archaeologists came. And over time, they had an excavation 20 feet deep into this, the bottom of this rock overhang, or rock shelter, as they call them. And they discovered that this was the oldest site of human habitation in North America. It went back 19,000 years and they determined that by radiocarbon dating the charcoal and the fire pits. And they saw the stone tools and bone tools and the remains of many animals. Uh, and remember, these people arrived here in North America. No people began in North America. We're, we're all from someplace else. But during the last ice age, the water levels, the sea levels of the world uh, plummeted. They went down 600 feet, and that created land bridges between Siberia and the west coast of the Americas. And so people walked across these land bridges to get to the Americas around 20,000 years ago, and they hunted big game. And I'm talking really big game, yeah. woolly mammoths and three-toed sloths. Imagine a groundhog so big that it could bend over a tree and eat the soft leaves at the top. And saber-toothed cats. Imagine something as bigger than twice as big as the biggest tiger on Earth today, but with huge uh, incisors or um, canine uh, teeth, those, those big uh, Dracula teeth coming way down below its jaw. And these were just some of the animals that lived here in Western Pennsylvania 20,000 years ago. And, oh, and wow. some of them lived in that, that very rock shelter. 
because we found their bones, and lately they found blood residue, DNA evidence, and they can sequence that DNA and determine that there were cave lions living in that cave. Wow. So listen, if you want to have a great day with your family, head on out to Metacraft Rock Shelter. It opens tomorrow, the season going on. It's a great place to go. I'm telling you, you'll walk into another world and be happy that you did. Andy, talk to us, you know, um, as you're involved in so much at the Senator John Hines History Center, you always bring up these little strange tidbits. uh, tidbits. And uh, today, uh, before we talked, you said you wanted to talk about the weird history, uh, the unusual history of Cinco de Mayo. Tell us what's going on there. Well, you know, the 5th of May, that's Cinco de Mayo, is Spanish for the 5th of May. It turns out that uh, there was a battle, the Battle of Puebla, on the 5th of May, 1862. During the American Civil War, uh, there was a civil war going on in Mexico as well. Benito Juarez uh, and his liberal government were fighting um, uh, conservatives in Mexico. The conservatives invited the French into Mexico, and Louis Napoleon, the nephew of the famous Napoleon Bonaparte, he came, he brought an army to Mexico, and they marched from Veracruz on the coast to Mexico City, but on the way, on that road to Mexico City was the town of Puebla, and uh, a Mexican army formed under General Ignacio Zaragoza, and Zaragoza's men took on the French army. And in 1862, the French army was arguably the best army in the world. And they had a pitched battle uh, on uh, this sort of mountainous uh, terrain outside of uh, Puebla, Mexico, and the Mexicans beat the French. It electrified the world. It was a David and Goliath story. The Mexicans, this ragtag army of peasants and farmers, took on the cream of the French army, the Zouaves and the Foreign Legion and uh, the best soldiers in the world, and they beat them. Well, Benito Juarez said, hey, this has got to be a national holiday. We, we beat the French. And so Cinco de Mayo, the Battle of Cinco de Mayo or the Battle of Puebla became a Mexican national holiday. And north of the border, Abraham Lincoln was fighting our civil war, and he was worried about the French coming in on the side of the Confederates. So uh, in America, people were celebrating, too, because the Mexicans had stopped the French, and that prevented them from supporting the Confederacy. So when we drink our margaritas and cerveza and uh, have uh, guacamole on the 5th of May, just remember Mexican history and American history are inextricably uh, entwined. And uh, it's good for us to not only know about our neighbor's history, but let's help them celebrate, too. Wow. And so we have a little bit to celebrate, too, because they, uh, you know, they they kept the French busy. Saved the Union. That's right. They kept the Mm -hmm. French busy. And and the Mm -hmm. French actually installed a puppet ruler in uh, Mexico. Um, an Austrian prince by the name of Maximilian and his wife, Charlotte, Charlotte of the Belgians. And they uh, stayed as emperor and empress of Mexico until the Civil War ended. And then U.S. Grant, Ulysses S. Grant and Phil Sheridan rushed 50,000 battle-hardened American veterans to the border, to the Rio Grande, and uh, Louis Napoleon 
saw the writing on the wall and said, well, I guess uh, our time in Mexico has ended. And the French bugged out and uh, Mexico was returned to the Mexicans. Mexico's official name is Estados Unidos Mexicanos, the United States of Mexico or the United Mexican States. And they modeled their government after the United States government. Uh, And uh, Mexico uh, was just one of the Central and South American nations that was inspired by American independence from Great Britain. That's Andy Masick with us. That's really fascinating. I didn't know that. Andy is the uh, president and CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center and associated with the Smithsonian Institution. Um, Andy, uh, with only about uh, 30 seconds left, uh, tell us about things at the History Center. Open, uh, normal hours, what are the restrictions? The History Center is open, normal hours, seven days a week, uh, 10 to 5, and so is the Fort Pitt Museum down at the point. They're firing cannons and throwing tomahawks down there. Uh, So I encourage people to come. If you're indoors, we ask that you wear a mask. If you're outdoors, you don't need to. And at Meadowcroft, it's 275 acres of outdoors. You can watch blacksmithing. You can throw atlatls, prehistoric spears, uh, and you can enjoy nature and see that 19,000-year-old rock shelter. That is super cool. Andy, thanks an awful lot. The weather is changing. The pandemic is lifting. Get on out to Meadowcroft uh, some weekend, this weekend, because it opens up, uh, sponsored by the Senator John Hines History Center in association with the Smithsonian Institution. Andy Masick has joined us, the president and the CEO of this History Center. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Our Friday feature, This or That, is up next. It's a deep dive into the whimsical and perhaps ridiculous. Is it deep? Straight ahead. It is deep, honestly. I don't know if it is. Okay, it's wide. It's very wide. Meet Skip, senior pastor at Sand Hills Neighborhood Church. I told you if we broke attendance records, I'd get the church logo tattooed on my arm. And meet Guy, the youth pastor trying to break through the noise. I just want the church to get back to the gospel. Problem is you're trying to get your message across. The gospel. Right, right, right. And ain't nobody listening to that. But this mega church. A good Friday and Easter. I need something big. Has one mega problem. Bigger than the resurrection. Bigger than anything we've ever done. National headlines. Preach on the death and resurrection of Jesus. An actual crucifixion. This Easter, ask yourself, is the gospel enough with this hilarious new comedy? Operation Stop, Skip is a go. That's awesome. Church People, starring Thor Ramsey and Stephen Baldwin. Amen. Stream it on your TV, tablet, or phone. Go to SalemNow.com for details. SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for additional savings. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. The changes haven't been easy, but there's help. 
The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We can design a plan that targets potential customers with proven marketing strategies. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. We are limiting the number of people in the office. It's patients and staff members only. At Stock Family Dentistry, exceptional dentistry begins with safety. We look a little different. We have more gear on, hand sanitizing stations throughout the office, frequently disinfecting all common areas. We're even using a UV light. All of these precautions are put into place for our patient's safety and our team members' safety. On Perry highway in wexford at stockfamilydentistry.com nobody should have to pay for one size fits all insurance coverage liberty mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need liberty 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 ask alexa to play the word pittsburgh to hear us there we're on your google speaker too plus iheart tune in and on radio.com 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh Clear skies for tonight with winds gradually subsiding. There can be frost in the normally colder spots. We'll see a low of 34. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy in the afternoon, high 62. Tomorrow night, cloudy and breezy with a low of 55. Warmer Sunday with times of clouds and sun. And as the temperatures warm, look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child in an unattended car. We'll see a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Well, this or that. We delve into this every Friday afternoon. I make a list. Calf makes a list. I don't know if it's, you know, a deep dive or a psychological look at who we are. It's just a game we play where we choose one or the other, this or that. Calf, uh, this week, would you prefer to go or would you like me to go? I feel you should go first, John. All right. All right, this or that for April the 29th. A frozen Coke. Oh. An ice ball at Gus and Yaya's. Oh, that's hard. Okay. I love I loved Yaya. I love Gus. But I still go frozen Coke. Yeah, frozen it's Coke. It's just that high on the ladder. The acoustic guitar. The electric guitar. The electric guitar. Oh. A bag of soft pretzels. Oh. A box of Georgia peaches. Well, that's not fair. This or that? Pretzels. Oh. Caviar? French onion dip. Well, I'll have to go caviar. I mean, <laughs> come on, if you give me the option. This or that? Fish taco at Mad Max. Oh. A burger at Tesaros. Burger at Tesaros. Mm. Pirates win the World Series. Steelers win the Super Bowl. Pirates win the World Series. Pirates win the World Series. Pens win the Stanley see, Cup. See, now, I don't, see, I don't like how you do that. I don't like how you do that. Pirates win um, the World Series. Pens win the Stanley Cup. <sighs> All right, well, we're close to this. I'm saying the Pens win the Stanley Cup. All right. Vanity Fair. Bird and Bloom. 
the only two periodicals you get. <laughs> uh, I'm going bird and balloon, John. Today, National Honesty Day. Oh. National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. Uh, I go, well, I think we need both, but I'm going for hairstylist right now. <laughs> Carol King. <laughs> Linda Ronstadt. Uh, I go Linda. Jesus feeding the 5,000. <laughs> Jesus cast demons into a herd of pigs. Um, both amazing, but the pig story isn't just nutty and out there. And so I'd choose that. And finally, Hillary Clinton pantsuit. <laughs> Run DMC tracksuit. <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this, but I'm going with the tracksuit. <laughs> oh I knew I'd win you over sooner or later, lady. Very uh, nice. You know what? That's called a setup. That's my this or that for April 29th. Bring it, Kath. All right. We're right in the middle of the NFL draft. It's yeah. kind of like... A male-centric, you know, testosterone-fueled yeah. thing. Uh-huh. So I have for you today, John, the leading man edition oh, of this or that. Very nice. Okay, good. Number one, Benji or Toto? <laughs> Toto. Paul Newman or Morgan Freeman? Yeah, Paul Newman. David McCullough, John, Pittsburgh's own, or Ron Chernow? Oh, yeah. David McCullough. Eddie Murphy or Steve Martin? Oh, that's really hard. I love them both. This or that, John? Uh, Steve Martin. August Wilson or William Shakespeare? (laughs) You got to go with Shakespeare as much as you you love August Wilson. Yes, I do. I have to. Love August. I'm going with William. Winston Churchill or FDR? Ooh, that's rough. I mean, without Churchill, uh, NFT. <laughs> I didn't put Stalin in there. That's no, good, right? thank you, thank you for that. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go, Churchill. I have to. Roberto Clemente. Yeah. Or Joe Green. Roberto. Roberto. Not, first of all, it's not easy. You can't Today, just answer like that. I'm saying Roberto. It's like in my DNA. Louis Armstrong, John, oh. or Nat King Cole. Hmm. Louis Armstrong plays for the win. This one's funny. James Arness yep. or Raymond Burr? <laughs> yes. Sheriff Dillon. I'm doing James Arness. Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, yep. John, or James Brown? Oh, that's rough, too. I, you got to go back to your roots. Uh, much as I love Marvin, I'm doing James Brown. Okay. Uh, number 10, F. Yep. Scott Fitzgerald uh-huh. or Charles Dickens? Uh, uh, Dickens. Yeah, I'm doing Charles Dickens. Here's your bonus, John. Okay, thank you. The leading man edition of this or that? Mm-hmm. R2-D2 or The Terminator? Oh, I'm doing T2. Nice. Very nice. Excellent. The leading man edition. Okay, that's the April 29th edition of This or That. Fun to play at home. should try it. WORD. 
Hi, I'm Georgine Rice. This week in the Christian Outlook, sponsored by the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. This week, John Kerry is revealed as disclosing secret Israeli operations to Iran. I believe he sold out the Israelis to gain benefit and leverage with Iran. Be sure to join us and visit our website at ChristianOutlook.com. The Christian Outlook, Sunday night at 10 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That is windowsruspittsburgh.com. Men are wired for impact at home and in their communities. In the game of life, you either make the play yourself or you stand on the sidelines and watch the play being made. The choice is yours, but too many have chosen to sit it out. In Tony Evans' long-awaited sequel, Kingdom Men Rising, he calls on men to rise up in the places they're needed most. Get on the field, listen intently to God, engage in His plans. It takes both focus and faith to embody your true potential. And this isn't something that's out of reach. It's right there. You can almost touch it. It's available to you if you'll rise and become the influencer God has designed you to be. Kingdom Men, it's time to position yourself to leave a lasting legacy. Find out more at TonyEvans.org. Also makes a great gift for brother, husband, son, uncle, pastor, and more. Sponsored by The Urban Alternative. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. a college student uh, on the route that I would take almost daily to uh, pick up the bus in one of the storefronts that I walked by there was a sign that said Christian Science Reading Room and you know being a person of faith I think a lot of us are just curious about other people's faith mm-hmm. other than our own what does that what does that mean what does that look like you know I, I think I probably went by that storefront I don't know 500 times before I finally thought, I'm going to go in there and sit down and and ask and just talk. And I did. And I had a very interesting conversation with a a lovely woman. And uh, she gave me a book to read. And, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, in my uh, college reading days, uh, I I didn't dive deep into it. I gave it short shrift. And, And so decades later, I often still think about 
Christian science. What, what's that all about? What do Christian scientists believe? How does that work? And what does that mean as a Christian engaging in that? Well, Catherine Baim Esha is with us. She wrote a really wonderful testimonial in Christianity Today called Christian Science Gave Me the Principle of Christ, But Never Christ Himself. And we've invited Catherine Baim Esha to join us on the air to tell us her story. And Catherine, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you've written a really terrific piece in CT, and we're eager to hear from you today, Catherine. And so let's start out the way you start out in your article, by saying that Christian science and Scientology, not the same thing. Right. And they often get confused just because of the the language. But yes, they're not at all connected. Sure. Okay. All right. So those aren't connected. So tell us then about Christian science. Um, What are the beliefs? What was your life like growing up? Sure. Well, Christian science comes from the 19th, uh, 19th century. It was founded by Mary Baker Eddy, who claims to have received this di- divine revelation that she wrote in this book called Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. So this book is read side by side with uh, the Bible, the Bible that, that you read, you know, that, that I read now as a, as a Christian. Um, but I read it through her lens um, of this other other teaching. And so when I grew up, I went to church and, and prayed the Lord's Prayer and read my Bible, but through this other, um, other lens. And she taught that there is no sin, disease, and death. If you can imagine, you know, I mean, the heart of the Christian faith, right, is that we're a sinner in need of a Savior. And um, but I, I believe that the big problem was the, a belief in sin. And so we were to claim the, the principle of Christ, this idea, um, rather than putting our, our faith in the saving work of Jesus Christ. So um, I knew Jesus as a good teacher, but not not the savior that I know him now. Okay, so, so, Catherine, Jesus, I'm sorry, so, so did you Jesus, say that, that there's no sin, disease, or death? Those are the, the particular tenets right. that uh, Christian scientists believe in. No sin, no disease, no death. No death. And so uh, that was why, you know, when 9-11 happened, it was just so clear that evil was real. You just couldn't get past it. Um, and I wanted to mourn for those who had tragically died and, um, you know, just be sad for this this. Um, you know, this awful event. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, and then, you know, as I started to talk with people in college, that was, so I grew up um, in a Christian science community and I'm a, a fourth, I was a fourth generation Christian scientist. So I really knew nothing um, about any other faith until I went to college. And that's when people started asking me questions. Um, they asked me why I didn't go to the doctor. Well, Christian scientists don't, don't, go to the doctor. They rely on prayer for healing. Um, But even it's not the same sort of prayer, you know, where we would, you know, cry out to God um, for his healing um, presence. Um, In Christian science, we would, um, because of the belief there's no sin, disease, and death, feel the problem with our own belief in the illness or, you know, the illusion of this issue. So we would... try to claim um, and align ourselves to the already true perfection of the spiritual reality. So, okay, so, so Catherine, uh, then, yeah. if you were sick, if you were ill, then there was something wrong with, with your you. prayer life? With you. 
And that's what I saw with 9-11. Like the people mm. who died, I think inadvertently, I mean, that Christian scientists are so nice, but they were inadvertently blaming the victims. <laughs> and, and, you know, I, I grew up feeling like if I was sick, it was my fault for not knowing the truth. We were always told that we were what's called God's perfect child. And so there was extreme guilt and shame if we ever struggled emotionally. Um, and as you can imagine, emotionally or physically or, uh, you know, in, in relationships, it was always our fault. And as you can imagine, that's really stressful. It's, it, I mean, it's, it leads to trauma. It's, it's very yeah. destructive. I bet. Yeah. Okay. But so people die. I mean, Mary Baker, Eddie died. So what is, what's yeah. the view of death then? So um, because there, there's no sin to do in death, it, there's, there is a, um, all of matter is an illusion. So anything physical. So this is, it's a Gnostic faith, which separates the physical from um, the spiritual. The spiritual is real. Uh, matter is unreal. So um, you just, there is no death. You keep going. Um, and so they look at Jesus saying, see, he overcame death. So rather than saying he accomplished our salvation on the cross, which is what I believe now, they would say he showed, he proved the nothingness of matter. He overcame death, proving mm. Christian science to be true. <laughs> um, so it's very deceptive. I mean, I grew up with all the same, you know, uh, vocabulary, but just different definitions and different understandings of what these things meant. That's interesting. Okay, so then, Catherine, fourth generation of Christian scientists mm-hmm. in, that you are, and then yeah. 9-11 happens, and it rocks you, of course, and you're looking for some answers and some peace. You start a spiritual journey of sorts, which brings you to to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I thank God every day for that. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable thing just to see you know, even just looking back to see how God was pursuing me um, through people. And, you know, ultimately, I mean, I overheard a conversation, a conversation in a coffee shop that piqued my interest. Um, I, I providentially met this person who told me about his church. Um, at that time, some atheists were really trying to um, evangelize me to, to not even believe in God. And then, you know, I, I was in no man's land for a really long time. And that is so common. I mean, people who come out of Christian science, I mean, are mostly, I mean, people don't become Christian scientists. They're raised in it. So um, most of the people I, I talk to now in my ministry work are third, fourth, fifth generation. So it's very common. And most people who, who leave go to nothing because, you know, I, I read the Bible growing up. I thought I was a Christian. And so when I left, I thought, in fact, not even a Christian, I thought I was a graduate school Christian, that everyone else just had this blind faith. That's what I was, that's what I was taught. Um, and so, you know, and I was just very confused in no man's land. Um, but by God's grace, you know, he just pursued me through people. And, and even just as these atheists spoke to me, I just, I saw a creator in creation. You know, I just saw mm-hmm. that, that thumbprint and I just, I knew there was something more, um, you know, a really influential book for me was um, Francis Schaeffer's, uh, The God Who Is There. Who, mm-hmm. He does just an amazing job of, you know, just talking about um, creation and God as creator yeah. and savior. And, 
And so um, it was a very lonely time. I really wished there there was some you know someone to talk to because few people really know about Christian science, um, know what the beliefs are, and they sound even a little peculiar, you know, the beliefs. And so it's hard to even imagine what that's like to come out of it. Um, even just going to the doctor for the first time was is really scary, and you're having to negotiate um, just a lot of parts of the world um, that I just never never had to. So it, it, it was quite a journey. Um, and I'm just so thankful um, that that ultimately I, I went to this person's church who had, I had overheard this conversation and just saw people worshiping the living God. I mean, it was alive. And when they read scripture, I suddenly, I heard it was a story of redemption, which, you know, in, in Christian science, everything was read as um, just, uh, they were just, um, statements of, um, uh, of a philosophical teaching, you know, not, not right, the unified story. Yeah. Yeah, metaf- yeah. It's a metaphysical yeah, just statements rather than this unified story of salvation of God pursuing us. I just had never heard of God's sacrificial love for me. And I was just, I just wept. I cried. It was embarrassing. I, I, <laughs> um, no, that's good. but it was, but it was wonderful. And um, the pastor there started showing me and I had, I was filled with questions and, and just really angry. Um, and he showed me what scripture actually said about Jesus. And I, I read the Bible every day of my life. I'd never seen it. And I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't that's believe good. it everything in the gospel was right there that he, he was telling me and I missed it. And, um, wow. so Catherine, yeah, that, that's really fascinating. So that the scales have fallen off in some way. Now, yeah. and, and I, I, you know, and again, I need to go back to that fourth generation because, you know, we've had conversations mm-hmm. with people who have moved on from their, you know, their faith heritage and it's always a mixed bag. So, you know, I don't want to be yeah. too intimate with you, but I, I wonder sure. what does your family think? Are, are you still on good terms? Is that okay? How does that work in your life? Oh yeah. You know, to, to their credit, my parents have always um, just really loved me and are, yeah. are really dedicated to being in relationship with me. Excellent. But it it is hard, you know. I mean, I really um, I long for them to know the gospel. Yeah, yeah. of course. We're talking to Catherine Beim Aisha. Uh, she's the founder and director of the Fellowship of Former Christian Scientists, and she wrote a really terrific, really interesting piece called "Christian Science Gave Me the Principle of Christ, but Never Christ Himself," and it's in this month's Christianity Today. So, uh, Catherine, I'm thinking of people who are listening to the program who might not um, be in a church or might not, you know, believe themselves. They're just kind of investigating it and they think, well, what is the big deal? I mean, it just doesn't seem like it's like a hugely different thing where she was to where she is now. It's a big deal. So if someone asked you, what would you say? What what is what are the things that are most different? Sure. Um, well, I mean, I who Jesus is, is most different. You know, I mean, in Christian science, um, Jesus is someone who is showing you the way to go. Um, He's the directions. In Christianity, Jesus has paid the bill. He has paid your debt. He has made you right with God. Um, That's a huge difference. Um, Wait, did did Jesus, to Christian scientists, Catherine, to Christians, to Christian scientists, does Jesus suffer? So there, there is no, there is no suffering. I, I had never, I had never seen that Jesus suffered. And 
And because um, Christian scientists don't believe that Jesus is God, any sort of kind of human reaction is is all his. I mean, they just point to that as him being only human, not not the second member mm-hmm. of the Trinity, not fully okay. man and fully God. Okay. So I knew him only as a, a good man, a good teacher to to be like. Um, mm-hmm. So I never knew that he accomplished sal- salvation for me. That's a really different relationship. Um, you know, uh, someone showing you the way to someone actually paying paying that debt. Um, also, I mean, I did not know that I was a, a sinner um, to the to, to the extent <laughs> that I am, where I can't act, I couldn't actually pay my own debt. Like that, yeah. that my sin and the problems of this world are actually greater than we can take care of ourselves. There's no matter of trying hard enough. Um, and when I started to to see that, I I realized how much we needed a savior. Um, mm. Yeah. Uh, wow. Well, okay, and also with Christian yeah, science, you know, the the whole sense of the material world. I mean, they and um, and physical care. I mean, when you deny the the physical world and and um, and say that there are there is no sickness, um, you're you're not caring for and stewarding your the body, um, and that is the, the consequences of that um, is is are. are devastating. Yeah, the consequences of so much of this are devastating. And I had, I never thought about what happens when some Christian scientist gets sick, you know, how does the community respond to them? Um, How does the family respond to them? You know, how do they think about themselves? I mean, there's so many things I'd never contemplated. So very much appreciate you writing the article and really glad you could join us on the show today. Thank you, Catherine. Oh, Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, that's Catherine Beim Escha, founder and director of the Fellowship of Former Christian Scientists. Yeah, her article is in Christianity Today this month called Christian Science Gave Me the Principle of Christ, but Never Christ Himself. Hey, it's uh, April, last day of April, the 30th, I should say. That's uh, supposed to be National Poultry Month. We've mostly ignored it, but not next. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, Provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. This is John Hall. Visit mypillow.com for deep discounts on all my pillow products, including the new my slippers. Click the radio listener square and enter promo code word or call 800 391 Remember to use promo code word. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. 
a relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-500-5588. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? I'm Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Learning has definitely changed these days. What hasn't changed is the unwavering support parents received from their local Christian school. Many were quick to adapt to the new normal with remote classes taught by caring teachers who pray for students and their families every day. With many schools offering half-price tuition for first-time enrollees like Portersville Christian School in Portersville, PA, it's a great time to consider Christian education. Find a school that's right for you at wordfm.com slash tuitions. Well, it's the last day of April. That means it's the last day of National Poetry Month. Now listen, I gotta be honest with you, I totally forgot. And so did John. Okay, don't let him tell you that like he was on it because he wasn't. No. I t- Neither one of us were. You know, in years past, we've made a big deal out of this. We have. And listen to me that thank goodness for our listening audience because it was like a week and a half ago, a couple uh, listeners were like, uh, excuse me. What are you guys wh- doing? Uh, like, have I missed all the poems? And we were like, <laughs> what do you, right. what do you, what do you rack that up to? I mean, you know, uh, I, I rack just... it up, COVID brain. Uh, what are you a little foggy? Maybe. Uh, okay. Anyway, anyway. Particular, particular thanks to Julie. She's the first person that kicked our butts about yeah, 10 days ago. Thanks a lot. Anyway. So, um, I, John, I hand this to you. It's uh, the end of National Poetry Day. I'm going to read a poem at the end of the five o'clock hour, but this is your time. You've chosen a poem. I can't wait to hear what it is. Yes, it's it's very concise is what I'll say. Okay. This is a poem by Wendell Berry. Mm. It is called A Meeting. In a dream, I met my dead friend. He has, I know, gone long and far, and yet he is the same for the dead are changeless. They grow no older. It is I who have changed, grown strange to what I was. Yet I, the changed one, ask, how you been? He grins and looks at me. I've been eating peaches off some mighty fine trees. Wendell Berry, a meeting. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's good. don't you love that yeah yeah i told you uh this past week you know this has been all over the uh the internet uh you know you get your georgia peaches you know a box of peaches mm-hmm. and for years i'm like yeah i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do that i finally bit and i bought a 25 pound box of peaches that comes sometime i think june or july 10th i think is my day which i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. and this the idea the idea of wendell berry equating yeah friendship long lost 
and a reimagining of a good friend in heaven eating a peach from all these fine trees in heaven. That's nice. That's a good vision of what heaven can be. You know who that made me think of? Mm. Freedom Blackwell. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. Just did. Freedom Blackwell is a, a friend of ours who passed away far, far, yeah. far too soon. He was an amazing presence in the Homewood neighborhood. And uh, yeah, I think about freedom from mm. time to time. So I hope uh, freedom is in heaven. Uh, and eating, eating peaches, peaches off some, some mighty, fine, mighty trees. fine trees. <laughs> we'll take a break. The five o'clock hour of the ride home is ahead. And uh, we've got lots going on here. The weekend review and uh, our guest for the five o'clock hour. Very interesting indeed. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about commencement mm-hmm. at Grove City College. Thousands of college students across this country stepping forward into a new world. That's next on the ride home. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Republicans say this week's speech by President Biden shows Democrats have taken a hard turn to the left. Montana Republican Steve Daines couldn't believe what he was hearing. It was breathtaking. Daines told the Salem Radio Network it's clear now that what was once what he calls the far left fringe of the Democrat Party is truly now front and center. You know, the the Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, AOC ideology, uh, that's now in charge. Dane says he was shocked at proposals for some $6 trillion in new spending. Bob Agner reporting. Disneyland has reopened after a 13-month closure. The theme park in Southern California opened its gates today. However, capacity is limited and only in-state visitors are allowed. California now has the country's lowest rate of new coronavirus cases. On Wall Street, the Dow off 179 points, and the Nasdaq is down 104. This is SRN News. I have two dogs. Wake up, men. You're more than a job title. You're greater than the balance in the bank. Status fades, but character and courage leave a legacy that lasts. Don't let your yesterdays define your tomorrow. You were made for much more. In a sequel to the instant bestseller, Kingdom Man, Tony Evans' Kingdom Men Rising urges men to embody the greatness God's already given them. Look ahead, not behind you. Eyes forward. All God has for you is there for you right now. But you've got to go and get it. Focus and faith are what's needed right now. Get the book, Kingdom Men Rising, today to discover how. Find out more at TonyEvans.org. Men, you're more than a job title and more than your bank balance. Find out how with Kingdom Men Rising, the new book from Tony Evans. You'll leave a legacy that lasts. Look ahead. Get Kingdom Men Rising, sponsored by The Urban Alternative. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church located in Forest Hills. It has been about a year since we were able to record new broadcasts. The COVID pandemic brought life to a screeching halt. Churches were unable to worship for a time. Many people were closed up in their houses. We are still feeling the effects of it now. Life in our country and world has changed. People wear masks and maintain in as much as possible a certain distance from each other. Some people live in constant fear that they may be laid low or even die from the virus. 
That's why I'd like to address something of great comfort that lay behind all of this. God is in control. Nothing in this world takes place by chance or fate. It is all under God's control. Be sure to check out our church. You can find information at prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. Another Drusky Entertainment event, May 13th, an evening with Natalie Grant, live at Vinosky Winery. And I'll praise you in this An evening with Natalie Grant featuring Bernie Herms. May 13th at Vinosky Winery. Buy your tickets at DruskyEntertainment.com. May 13th, Natalie Grant, live at Vinosky Winery. Another Drusky Entertainment event. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Clear skies for tonight with winds gradually subsiding. There can be frost in the normally colder spots. We'll see a low of 34. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy in the afternoon, high 62. Tomorrow night, cloudy and breezy with a low of 55. Warmer Sunday with times of clouds and sun. And as the temperatures warm, look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child in an unattended car. We'll see a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the 5 o'clock hour of Friday, lovely Friday of The Ride Home. Good to be with you here. Hope that uh, you've got plans for the weekend, a little rest and relaxation, uh, worship as well. Uh, it looms large. All things are possible at five o'clock on a Friday. Kath, good to see you. How are things? Thank you. Things are well, John. We had a fun four o'clock hour. We talked about um, Christian science, which is a uh, belief system, John, I really didn't know anything about yeah. until uh, our 440 guest. Um, if you missed any of the four o'clock hour and would like to uh, find out exactly what it is we're talking about and what it is that you didn't get a chance to hear, then find our podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcasts. Also, mm-hmm. you can watch the show right now on Facebook Live if you go to the Ride Home with John and Kathy or 101.5 Word FM. Very nice. I was uh, shocked, saddened, surprised to read about what happened in Israel. Yeah. This is a, a, a really heartbreaking story. At least 44 people were killed in a stampede at a religious bonfire festival in northern Israel early Mm -hmm. Friday. Israel's National Emergency Service said, I'm reading from today's Wall Street Journal, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu called the incident a, quote, terrible disaster, end quote, and Israel's military dispatched medical teams and an elite rescue unit to assist with evacuating casualties and providing treatment. A bonfire festival. And I wonder about the tenets of Judaism, right, and Mm -hmm. this festival together. What do you think about that? What do you know? Well, I don't, to be honest with you, 
I know very little, in fact, next to nothing about it. And the articles that I read haven't really gone into much detail about the festival itself. Right. More um, about the crowd gathering, because right. what I read was it was supposed to cap out at 100 people, but organizers said there may have been 100,000 people, people right. at the site by midnight last night. Uh, and so, here's the, you know, Israel's been particularly successful. Um, I think they have perhaps the highest vaccination rate of any country uh, on the globe right now. Right. And so um, people are excited to be out. 60% right? of Israel's population supposedly are vac- vaccinated. Yeah. 60%. So people like, you know, so we've been talking about in. this. Right. Yeah. Right. The world's changing. People are ready to go back out again. So something's happening, especially, you know, in Israel with the Hasidic Jewish population. People go, I'm going. I am going. And then you find yourself. Now, this has happened to me several times. You find yourself in a very large group of people. Right. I lived in Manhattan for a decade. Uh, I was at Times Square before it was the thing that it is now. Now it's very tightly controlled. It used to be. You know, you'd walk into Times Square and it'd just be chaos. It'd just be a mass of people. I was there. I was also during the, um, remember the, there was a, the tall ships came into Manhattan. Sure. I think this was mm-hmm. like 1985 or something like that. And they closed the West Side Highway, which overlooked New York Harbor. And, you know, there you are on a, a ramp, an elevated highway, and jammed in there by the tens of thousands of people. And there were moments in Times Square and on the West Side Highway where, you know, I was in my 20s and all of a sudden, you know, you could feel the crowd move and there was anger. There was, you know, fighting. There was fear. There was like uh, the literally humanity rippled within that crowd and you had nowhere to go. You were locked in. So I imagine, you know, not knowing the details of what happened yesterday, just crowd control has its very own physical as well as psychological imperative. And sometimes like this, what happened yesterday for those poor people, things get out of control, fear takes over. And then before you know it, you know, it's like charging bulls and people lose their lives. And you know that feeling, John, of being in a space where you think to yourself, this could get bad quickly. Yeah. You know, and where do you go? Right. I was in Indonesia last year uh, on the island of Java, and we were at uh, Borobudur, which is the largest Buddhist temple in the world. And it was a it was an incredibly I mean, every, every day there is warm, but it was an incredibly hot day. And it was 100 degrees, not like it felt like 100. It was 100 degrees. And it was just unbelievably humid and kind of a light rain. And anyway, it was, as they say, it felt close. You know what I mean? Like super duper close. Anyway, after you finish um, spending time at the temple, when you walk out at the end, there's like um, kind of like their version of the gift shop that you walk through, only it's about a mile long. And it's this kind of torturous path of like of curving back and forth of, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of stalls of people selling things. And um, the people who are selling things are poor and the stuff is uh, everywhere. And a lot of stuff is repetitive. And it's, it's really a, it's, it's a very sad uh, type of economy that you're watching in front of you, but you're also in an incredibly small space. And it was, as I said, so hot 
and there were people everywhere. And, you know, you probably, the, these, the, this path for humans to walk through this one mile area, probably if you had eight people standing shoulder to shoulder, that's all the width that it was. Narrow alleyway. Yeah. It's, it's a narrow, narrow thing. Anyway, when the crowd starts to come through, you know, I'm telling you, I, I was thinking this, uh, there's no way out. Right. You know, once you're in this, you're like, you're done. If, if, if something goes wrong, you know, this is all over. Because, you know, we all, we've all experienced this, right? I mean, fear takes over and then fear becomes panic. And then once panic, then there's chaos. So God bless all those people who lost their lives yesterday. Be with them and their families. And uh, at that religious festival uh, right outside of Tel Aviv, in years past, there's, you know, I mean, there were 10,000, uh, maybe 100,000 were expected. In the years past, they said maybe 250,000 people would attend. So our thoughts, clearly our prayers are with what's happening in Israel. We'll take a quick break, come back. We've got more ahead. We're just getting underway with a 5 o'clock hour of the ride home. Paul McNulty from Grove City College is with us. Graduation ceremonies are taking place all over. And at Grove City, they're coming up soon. It's next. Okay. Hey, Mother's Day is coming up. Is it May 8th? And if you're making plans, one of your plans is to treat mom to a meal at the Spring House. Marsh is here from the Spring House. Hey, Marsh, how are you doing? Hi, great. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Good. Happy Mother's Day in advance, Marsha. For all the people out there who want to wish their mom a happy Mother's Day, but they don't quite know what to do, and maybe they're a bad cook, what would you recommend? <laughs> or, <laughs> that was a good one. Um, well, we recommend that everybody come on out to the country and have a chicken barbecue on the farm. We've been doing this since I was like 12 years old. My dad wow. started it, and now his son, Sam, who's my brother, and his four boys, five boys, are, um, I guess the little one's been on it now, too, are barbecuing with chicken. And then uh, the rest of us will be inside making macaroni salad and tossed salad and Alabama vegetables, casserole, cabbage and noodles, corn pudding, all kinds of yummy stuff. We'll make all kinds of desserts for that day. The meal is a one-price meal and includes okay. drinks and desserts, everything. And then if you're not, and we're going to have tents outside, too, so people can sit outside in the picnic patch or under the tent. We'll have free cones for moms all day long. And if you're still not ready to go out and face the crowds, we have a Mother's Day um, to go, like a take-a-bake to go for uh, four people. And so you can pick one up to take home and share with mom at her house or your house, whatever. So we'll have live music. It should be a really fun day. Outstanding. Okay, make plans now for Mother's Day to treat mom. Look at the Springhouse online, springhousemarket.com. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Ryan Stevenson. When we fall apart. It's when we fall apart. Stephen Stanley and No Hopeless Soul. There ain't no hopeless soul. And This World Is Not My Home from Brandon Murphy. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. This is good news. Maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MetaShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MetaShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance, and MetaShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month 
you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs. And because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by April 30th and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch like more than 400,000 people already have and start saving. Here it is. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. A child's body temperature rises three to five times faster than an adult's, and leaving a child in a hot vehicle could lead to their death very quickly. Tragically, in 2020, 24 children died of pediatric vehicular heat stroke, and many of these incidents occurred when parents or caregivers simply forgot the child was in the car. Please set yourself reminders on your cell phone or place something you'll need in the back seat so you don't forget your child. Always look for your baby before you lock. Brought to you by NHTSA. Capistrano. It is always exciting to see graduates with their cap and gowns. It's just a really wonderful sight to see young men and women who are gathering, walking down the aisle at the ceremony itself or after celebrating with family and friends. I love it. It's a fabulous rite of spring, a really rite of passage for many, many thousands. And right here in Western Pennsylvania at Grove City College, commencement is less than three weeks away. Paul McNulty is with us. Paul McNulty is the ninth president of Grove City College. Prior to returning to his alma mater, Paul McNulty spent over 30 years in Washington, D.C. as an attorney in public service and private practice. In 2005, the United States unanimously confirmed Paul McNulty to the position of deputy attorney general, the second in command of the United States Department of Justice and the chief operating officer of the department's 100,000 employees. Paul joins us right now to talk about Grove City and commencement. Hey, Paul, how are things? Hi. Hi, John. I'm great. How are you doing? Excellent. Happy to have you with us, Paul. It's an exciting time of year for you, isn't it? Oh, it really is. And, uh, you know, your introduction was spot on. It's so exciting, uh, graduation day, and it's the culmination of just so much effort and um, our affection for the graduates, you know, it's just um, spilling over. And so it's, it makes it for, uh, makes for just a, a fabulous time together. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, you know, my oldest daughter is going to be graduating this year. It's yeah. it's really shocking how fast four years can go. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've called your office and, and said this, but I think, you know, I'm really happy to say it publicly. I cannot tell you how grateful I am as a parent that they've both of my girls have been at Grove City during the COVID era because it's been really hard, but you guys have made it work. And, you know, they've had as close to a normal college experience, I think, as anybody could possibly hope for now. Yeah, Kathy, um, it, it has been hard work, but I, I am, am so thankful for how we've been able to um, be so much, um, so close to what we um, normally experience in a normal year. Um, and, you know, I think about your daughter. I, I see her quite frequently around campus, and I, I often see her at lunch, and she's having, you know, a meal with another person and just enjoying mm-hmm. that fellowship and talking. And I, I just delighted to see students um, living in community, which is what we've been able to do this year. And um, and uh, we're really thankful to the Lord for his goodness to us and all that. Fabulous. So, Paul, what does graduation in three weeks look like? I mean, clearly uh, COVID concerns, but are you bringing someone in to speak? What's the lay of the land? 
Yeah, well, first of all, because of COVID, we have to be outside. Normally, we make a judgment call that morning of uh, about whether or not we're going to be on our beautiful, iconic quad or inside our arena because it's uh, Western Pennsylvania weather. Well, this year, there's no decision. We are outside, rain or shine. And uh, yesterday, that rainstorm, I just looked out my window and thought, if it's like this on May 15th, I'm not sure how we're going to do this. So we are we are committed to trying to uh, to be out there. Uh, Dana Perino from uh, Fox News, who worked with me in the Bush administration and, and really is a model for trying to um, speak very intentionally um, on the programs that she's a part of, is going to share her experience. And also um, she has a passion for mentoring young women. She's going to talk about that. Um, so we hope to have about 3,500 people on our quad, and we hope the Lord blesses us with a real um, sunny day. All right. So when we think about these kids stepping out, boy, Paul, this is a challenge. I mean, we've spent a lot of time on the show over the last couple of weeks talking about what reentry looks like for everybody. You know, people yeah. are used to being at home. There's a lot of anxiety about going back to work for students. There's a lot of anxiety about going back to school and for graduating students, a lot of anxiety about now, wait, like, am, am I even ready for what the next phase is going to look like when this current phase, you know, I, I don't feel like I even particularly understand. So where do you think yeah. college students are? Well, I think there's a message for Christian college students, and um, I wouldn't want to be giving a speech where I couldn't speak explicitly about what our calling is in Christ going into the world. And I think the first thing we need to do, Kathy, is acknowledge that there is apprehensiveness, that they are going into an especially divided, divisive time, um, and that for those who live by their convictions, there is actual risk. Um yeah. You might even say danger for how they will be able to um, live faithfully without any consequences for that. Uh, so, you know, they've got, they're going from a caring community to one that they may perceive as being much more toxic. And so I think acknowledging that, number one, is important. But then I also think to remind them of you know, Romans 12, 1 and 2, that um Christians have been set apart. They're living sacrifices. They've been set apart and dedicated to God and not to conform to this world, but but have a mind that has been transformed. And hopefully that's really been moving forward during the time they've been on, on this campus. And then to think about what it means to live, therefore, purposefully in the world. And uh, I think I've mentioned some of these l- phrases and things that we say around here, but, you know, it's there's a difference between making a living and making a life. And mm-hmm. we, we're leaving here to you know, make a life in addition to, to making that living. And, and so what are some of the key convictions that will be a part of that purposeful living? And, and I think it's um, you know, being really committed to uh, the truth, to, to not um, give in to the idea that there is no truth. And that it's just about power struggles, but rather defend the truth, look for a way to, um, you know, um, stick up for the truth, right? To really make yes, a case right. for the truth and to yes. know it and to, to and to guard it and so forth. And then to be, right. and I know that words matter, to, to be very um, purposeful about how we speak uh, to give honor to God and, and to understand that wisdom matters. Uh, and all that is, you know, 
it has to be about being deeply rooted in a Christian community so that you're right. continuously strengthened for um, defending the truth, for pursuing wisdom, and for choosing your words well. And and I think if you, you know, pursue it with that kind of purposefulness, then you know at the end of the day that Christ has won the battle and and our hope is in him and that we can have hope no matter what the circumstances are. But that's the kind of message that our kids need to hear. Amen. Paul McNulty is with us. He is the president of Grove City College. Grove City College, their commencement is about three weeks away. Paul, I often wonder about this. You know, um, one of the joys at Grove City College is that uh, you invite a lot of employers on campus to intersect with your seniors. And uh, really impressive, the people that show up, the, the corporations that show up. And of course, mm-hmm. we live in this really toxic, strange new era where we're living in cancel culture and Christians for their beliefs in Jesus and the gospel and our Christian worldview oftentimes uh, does not jive at all with either a corporate worldview or especially just, you know, what it is to be a believer. So how does that work as you talk with corporate America, invite people onto campus and you present the excellence of what the rigors of four years at Grove City College has gone through? Um, I'm sure there's a conversation here that has to have some delicacy to it. Yeah, John, you put your finger on um, something that I feel like I'm a steward of every single day, which is um, how we engage in this defense of the truth and equip our students in the most winsome and positive and fruitful way we can. And, And therefore, we're not looking to make enemies, but just the opposite. You know, I've mentioned this to you before, but, you know, we want our students to think that um, enemies are not unlovable and problems are not unsolvable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the first thing is to, is to be good stewards of the, the world we are in uh, so that we are um, uh, careful about how we express ourselves, but never shying away from the truth. And the second thing I think is, to emphasize to employers that what you want are skilled people with an ethical framework, people who you can trust, people who will, um, and especially as we think now more about remote work and uh, flexibility and so forth, yes. people that you know have character and are going to make good judgments and serve the company um, with integrity. So that's what we're producing is highly competent students with that kind of character. Now that character, you know, we are encouraging to be rooted in Christ, but what the employers see already, and I think we'll continue to see for years to come, Lord willing, is that um, um, people of character are gonna be needed everywhere. And um, they're happy to take grocery graduates and, and give them every opportunity to succeed. Yeah, I love that. It's Paul McNulty with us, ninth president of Grove City College. Um, Paul, let's talk about, um, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, a a new administration. You know, you spent over 30 years in Washington, D.C., and you were deputy attorney general. You saw a lot of things come and go. You were involved in 
in, a, in an impeachment inquiry. Um, you saw a lot of angst. I can't even imagine how much angst you saw, but this is a this seems like an extra angsty time in America right now. Um, talk about how how you work when you're um, when you're confronted with the new administration. How do things change in Washington? How do you see see things now, kind of from an outsider viewpoint? Yeah, what I'm always looking for is where are the people who are trying to find ways forward and actually. Um, you know, get things done. And what mm-hmm. disappoints me in these first few months is there's very little of that. Um, I've known uh, President Biden um, uh, pretty well over the years because he spent, you know, his career in the Senate. And I worked for many years in the House um, on the Crime Subcommittee, Judiciary Committee, and he was the Judiciary Committee chair and so forth. And so I've been in many meetings with him. He's a very cordial person, uh, knows how to get along with other people very well. But what mm-hmm. I'm seeing so far in these first 100 days is that, for whatever reason, um, he seems to be pretty much in the grip of the divided and and um, partisan um, strains that we see. It doesn't seem to be making the personal effort to reach across the aisle and look for solutions that can really move the country forward and seems to be content with playing to his base which is becoming more and more progressive and uh, one way to describe it, but um, definitely moving to the left uh, as fast as possible. And so I wish that wasn't the case. I wish he was um, really um, making an effort to say, we had a (laughs) 50-50 divide here and our House and Senate are divided that way. So let's think about how more than ever we, we find common ground. And so I'm, I just continue, Kathy, to be disappointed by that lack of interest in common ground that, as I've told you before, existed much more when I first started in Washington in the early 80s and to, uh, in comparison to what it is now. Yeah. Well, Paul, thanks an awful lot for being with us. We always appreciate your presence here and especially your stewardship in a very difficult time with all the thousands of students at Grove City College. Congratulations on this graduating class of 2021 and your work with them. Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you, Kathy. And we're also having 2020 come back in the afternoon for their for their celebration. So uh, it's going to oh, be good. a very exciting day. Yeah, good. and it's just always great to be with the two of you. Thank you for the opportunity uh-huh. to talk to you today. Yeah, sounds good. That's Paul McNulty, ninth president of Grove City College. We're going to step away when we come back. Uh, it's National Adopt a Shelter Pet Day, and both John and I have done that. Do you feel so compelling? Do you need to do that again? No, I actually don't need to One do more it again. Pet but in same the house. thing. No, I think I'm good. Thank you. All right, we'll talk about that next. Hard to believe, but soon graduation season will be upon us. And for the graduates at Grove City College, holding that degree in their hands, it means something different. It means something different from a four-year traditional secular college because Grove City College is so biblically based. The tools that are necessary to navigate through four years at Grove City College, totally different than the traditional college. Do yourself a favor. There is truth. There is strength. There is great growth from a Christ-centered worldview, and you only get that at Grove City College here locally. Kath? One of the things that I've thought of a lot since my kids started at Grove City is the fact that I I think they hear more of um, differences of opinion there than they would at a public school. And I know that sounds surprising to people. Yeah, I mean, I I just, I feel like 
the professors there are really eager to hear from students who have different points of view about things. Mm -hmm. And um, discussions can happen in the classroom there where, you know, different points of view are not just respected, but they're actually invited. And, you know, in a lot of public schools now, that's just not the case. And so looking back on Grove City, it's one of the things I've been most thankful for. It's a really well-rounded education. A complex world? Start out right with a degree from Grove City, gcc.edu. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro-support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue not only that my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable i personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own this is john hall visit mypillow.com for deep discounts on all my pillow products including the new my slippers click the radio listener square and enter promo code word or call 800-391-0954 remember to use promo code word When you need them, your local volunteer fire department routinely answers the call. Whether it be a fire, traffic accident, or a cat stuck in a tree, there is always someone there for you. However, because of declines in memberships, departments are becoming understaffed and struggling. Here's how you can help your neighbors and your community. No matter what skills you may possess, you can make a difference. Your local volunteer fire department desperately needs your help. Can you direct traffic? Install a smoke alarm. Help at fundraisers. Your community needs you. You don't have to fight fire to be a volunteer. Will you make that difference? Will you answer the call? Brought to you by the National Volunteer Firefighter Recruitment Center, a program service of the Volunteer Firefighter Alliance. For more information on how you can help and make a difference, visit www.nvfrc.org. That's www.nvfrc.org. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Clear skies for tonight with winds gradually subsiding. There can be frost in the normally colder spots. We'll see a low of 34. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, breezy in the afternoon, high 62. Tomorrow night, cloudy and breezy with a low of 55. Warmer Sunday with times of clouds and sun. And as the temperatures warm, look before you lock. Make sure you don't leave your child in an unattended car. We'll see a high of 78. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We always highlight days, right? This is what's going on on this day. This is what's happening. So, Kath, just before the break, you said what, today is what? National Adopt-A-Pet Day? Adopt-A-Shelter-Pet Day. A Shelter-Pet Day. Uh, have you done this? 
Well, here's the thing. I have, I guess, I, I, I guess I shouldn't say I've adopted a shelter pet because I haven't gone to a shelter to adopt a pet, but I have gone on Craigslist and adopted pets. So I haven't ever gone to a breeder. I've just, you know, look for someone who says, Hey, I have kittens. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go there and then I take them all away. <laughs> And then my husband gets angry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you bypass the shelter, but you. So here's what's interesting to me. I mean, and of course, yeah, it, it's good. It's good that we should adopt. You know, a, a dog. But there's a there's something that's become elevated though, about the virtue of adopting a pet yes. from a shelter. Yes, it's true. As though it's well, become well, a holy. Trying, we're trying to get our righteousness wherever we can. It's very holy. All of a sudden, now look. I grew up. You know. So let's talk about Cindy. Should we start there? I mean, I've had so many dogs that we've <laughs> adopted from shelters. I never knew that I was this virtuous of a person. Right. You know, I mean, and, and the do- here's a, the ironic thing is the dog that I have now is a purebred. Now, uh, I'm sure pe- people see me walking this dog. That's in the, and, you're, you're, you're a feet lifestyle. And they that's give me like a dirty look like that's, hey, well, how would you do that? That's it. The dog that was given to me as a is a gift. It just sort of you know fell my way. This purebred dog that I have right now. I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's a shelter dog because you know it kind of came you know sort of backhanded, secondhand. It doesn't mean the dog is loved less or anything like that, but there's something that I do take umbrage with. That all of a sudden, in the past ten or fifteen years, we've all sort of have to bend a knee now to shelter dogs, and that's good. I'm really good. We love dogs. We love cats. We love you know these animals from that and. But what's happened, it's, again, it's that weird, I, I walk my dog, at least I used to walk my dog, now the poor baby's 15 years old, and he's got Alzheimer's, and he's, you know, just an old dog, and so I don't walk him like I used to. But when I used to walk the dog in the neighborhood, neighbors in the street all put those signs out front. We believe this, and we believe, again, that's just another form of virtue right. signaling to it me, is. which I, and I, I do appreciate that you do believe all those wonderful things, because they are true, and they are wonderful and good, and we should celebrate those things, but why all of a sudden do we as, you know, human beings have to wear, like, wear these placards to affirm ourselves to the rest of the world? Yeah. Do I sound like an old man shaking Yeah, you class? sound extremely cranky. I thought this would be a happy pick-me-up segment, and well, we've I gone just... down, we've gone down this dark alleyway. Of, I don't know. You know, grief and angst. And I, I don't, I'm not pro puppy mill if that's what you're, if I'm trying to infer. That's going to be that. the next email. John right. Hall at wordfm.com. No, I'm just saying, yes, of course. Yay. We get should your, celebrate. Get your ball out of my yard. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should celebrate that puppies are being saved. Oh, you're, you're right. Okay. Here's, so if you don't have a God in your life, if you don't have a regular, you know, confession of your sins and receiving a forgiveness from a loving, merciful God, then you have to somehow find a way to feel good about yourself. And this is why we have to do it. We have to come up with a different way. However, I'm very excited about shelters and shelter pets. And I think people, well, yeah, I love to see dogs and cats end up with like fun homes and you know did you see the story about the dog a couple weeks ago who um kept sneaking into the dollar store did i tell this story on the air uh oh yes you did yeah to get the this every time the door opened somebody went in this stray dog would go into the dollar store and go get this purple stuffed unicorn and the people at the dollar store would say 
whose dog is this? It's nobody's. Okay. Put the dog outside. So the dog would go outside and then he'd wait for someone else to come in the door and he'd go and he'd get the same purple unicorn. Well, finally, after three days, they were like, this is crazy. We have to call, you know, animal control. So they send a, a, an actual policeman first before animal control. And the policeman is so touched by the fact that this dog seems to love this purple unicorn because it's the only thing he would get when he would go inside. And so she spent $10 and got the purple unicorn for the dog before she called animal control. Anyway, there are pictures of the dog whose name I don't remember at this point in animal control in the cage, completely loving on his purple unicorn. Really? Now that I someone mean, he adopted just dog? was. Out. So the question was, you know, people animal control were like, well, they, they think dog? that the only reason that he loved that is maybe they somebody had that purple unicorn at his house. You know, I mean, he seemed like he was a dog in good shape. He didn't have a collar, but he, you know, was well fed and everything like that. So they put out the, like, if, if this is somebody's dog and you have a purple unicorn, come get him. Nobody did. He was adopted the next day with the purple unicorn. How did he know the purple unicorn was in the store in aisle know. three or something like that? Isn't that crazy? And every time he would go and get it. Fabulous. All right. What is it? To, National adopt a, adopt a shelter pet day. Very nice. Go Please do it. My... It'd be a great weekend for you guys. Oh, yeah, Come home with a nice little kitty. Sorry. I didn't mean to be grumpy. It's hard. WORD. Matthew West is bringing all of his friends to your house. Salem Media Group, in partnership with 48 Live, presents West Friends Fest, May 7th through 9th on your TV or computer. With Micah Tyler, Austin French, I Am Day, and more. West Friends Fest at your house, May 7th through 9th. Get details and tickets now at wordfm.com slash west. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement offer valid through June 30th. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. 
Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com slash HR. That's bamboohr.com slash HR. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. And we're back with Limu, Emu, and Doug for the final question. Category is things you climb. All right, Limu, what do you think? You sure? We're going with Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Oh, so close. We were looking for stairs. Huh. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, from my perspective, I believe that, you know, people are talking about... Uh, what was the president? Converse? president oh. was talking about, you know, joint session of Congress and laying out the, his vision, yada, yada, yada. Uh, what do you think, Kathy? I think people yada, were talking yada, yada. About, Yeah, I think people, that's what people were saying. I think people are talking about virus cases going down in the U.S. overall and yeah. then virus cases going up terribly in India. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next. A conversation that made us think. Oh, I got one. Yeah. What, what was that? I got one. Tuesday show, John, uh, yeah. 535. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Christian Smith was with us from Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wrote a really uh, interest. Not, not just interesting. I say that all the time. That's a word I need to get rid of. Um, Never say it again. Yeah. It, he wrote... A, a helpful, instructive piece that's based on research as to how faith-filled parents transmit their faith to their kids yeah. or don't transmit their faith to their kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not judgy. You know, it doesn't make you feel badly. It doesn't make you feel like a failure. It does, he's basically just saying, this is how I've seen. And from our research, we've seen that it works best. Um, and this is what I know. It was really, really good. Um, I don't know. I felt encouraged by a lot of it. I felt convicted by a lot of it. Um, I thought he was a good communicator and, um, I thought it's just really something so important for parents to hear now. Very nice. Christian Smith from Notre Dame. That was was Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about uh, our Wednesday conversation at four 15 with pastor Josh Brown. Yeah. And, Josh was talking about uh, Psalm 77 Mm -hmm. as a model for when God feels distant. And I think, you know, who among us hasn't felt that in our, in our life? I mean, it's the rare person who doesn't feel God has been distant at some time or another, you know, Uh, I I loved it. I loved it for a lot of reasons, mostly because I can identify it, identify with that. Mm -hmm. And when you do go into, and I've been doing this just about every day, going back into and reading Psalm 77. I, I, I recognize myself in Psalm 77, the despair, the disconnection, all that at different times in my life. But I also recognize the power of God in my life and the knowledge that mm-hmm. he is with me, even though the Psalm, we talked about this, it ends abruptly and you kind of go, oh no, what, so what happened? Right. What happened? God's with us. And I just needed to go back and say that again, that what Josh, Pastor Brown presented with Psalm 77 resonated with me. I thought about it multiple times throughout the week. What did you eat? Oh my gosh. Listen, if you've never been to the Springfield Grill in Mars, 
you should really stop whatever you're doing, change your weekend plans and just make a reservation because first of all, you're not going to get to table if there's no reservation because the food is that good. The atmosphere is so beautiful there and their calamari is the best I've ever had. Really? I love calamari. I love calamari. And so I order it in a lot of places, kind of like I do with fish tacos, John. It's the kind of thing I like to order. And then I, you know, kind of rank them in my head, Mm. you know, well, this fish taco isn't as good as it. It's the best calamari. Really? It's served with like this julienne sauteed vegetable thing on top. And then this absolutely fabulous dipping sauce. It's just, it's a plus. What's the name of the place? Springfield Grill, Mars. It's right. a nice plug. So you talked a little earlier about the chicken shortage. Oh, it's apparently afflicting many Americans. It's afflicted me now what? because only through a secondary guilt association. That because I made myself, I made the family this week, this beautiful homemade on a brioche bun, a chicken BLT. Man, I'm rocking it. And I felt really good about it on the grill out back. We came in and those things were steaming hot. Lettuce, tomato, Mm. some nice little mayo concoction, Mm. a little slice of two or bacon, man. Oh my Chicken BLT. That's what I had this week. Great idea. I loved next. What did you watch? Well, I, I checked out a show that I have never missed an episode of since it started, uh, mm-hmm. Endeavor. It's a BBC program, Masterpiece Mystery, um, stars Sean, can't think of his last name right now. Penn. No, not Sean Penn. Um, it's such a great program. I mean, I just, for those of you, it's been on for a long time, so it's not new. I mean, it probably started eight years ago. Um, there have been seven seasons of it, maybe three or four episodes in each season. So not a lot of episodes, but everyone is just so well constructed. Really? It's beautifully done. It's artistic. It has wonderful music. Um, just the way that the story unfolds, the way, what it tells you about the main characters and the interrelationships they have. It takes place in the 1960s um, in Oxford. It's just a wonderfully beautiful little piece of no that theater that the Brits do better than anybody. So what's check, it, out what's en- it called? check out Endeavor. Endeavor. It's the okay. story of Inspector Morris, which is a, you know, a classic book series and a TV show. And this kind of is the imagination of what he was like when he was younger. Very interesting. Okay. What did I watch? I talked about this on Monday. You weren't here, but um, I, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, the Oscars and uh, oh, gosh. record low, 9.85 million people. I mean, it's like crash and burn. It and is I like really to watch done. it because it's, it's weird. I mean, talk about virtue signaling. They, they make shelter dogs look like, you know, heroes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was very weird. Uh, I, I hung in there. I rolled my eyes more than several times, but you know, it's just something I, I just check in because I like, I like the movies. Anyway, that's what I watched. What hacked you off? Listen, people, I've been a proponent of wearing masks since COVID began. Okay. I hate them. I hate wearing them, but I get it. So I've done it right. Because it's the right thing to do. But if I hear one more person insist that after getting two vaccines, people still need to wear masks outside. I am going to lose my mind. Okay. People like what happened? What happened to following the science? We're good. Okay, Dr. Fauci said the odds of getting the coronavirus outside when you've had two vaccines is, quote, minuscule. Now, he's been wrong in the past. Okay, so, like, Just if saying. you're going to stick with the science at first, let's stick with the science at the end. All right. 
Okay. Uh, again, I have to, I've got to sort of double back on what I was talking about with the shelter dogs. Again, in my neighborhood, I've got a neighbor that got those little signs. Oh, yeah. There's six of them in their front yard. Six signs. Six little signs that say all sorts of things. How about, I've been tempted to put like the Nicene Creed on one of, or the <laughs> hey, Apostles Creed. I love Creed the Nicene on, Creed. That's a good idea. Put I it like in my it. front yard. Yeah. That's what uh, people, it's, people would not stop and read that. You know, they wouldn't, right? No, but if you put it in six different placards, maybe they would. They want something pithy there. You know, put the Nicene Creed Nicene out there. Nicene Creeds are, I don't, it's artsy. I don't know if it's pithy. I don't know. It just hacks me off. I got, you know, everyone's, everyone's telling me exactly where I'm like, I don't really need to know, please. I'm sorry. It's just, uh, anyway, there I am again, shouting in the clouds. Next. What was the best news you heard this week? I'm just geeked about Pittsburgh sports right now. Are I can't you? tell you. I'm super excited. Pens are in the playoffs for the Boom. 15th, 15th consecutive year. The Pirates started out one and six and yep. since then have been great. They're over 500. Their, their bullpen is top five. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers drafted a terrific running back last night, Najee Harris. I mean, what? Good. Like we are, I feel golden today, John. I do. <laughs> Very nice. All right, good. Um, best news I heard this week was that the, um, the European Union has said that um, the doors will be open to vaccinated tourists this summer, which means oh, really? if Europe is opening, everything is opening, mm. which means if everything is opening, whatever the weirdness we've been going through forever and ever and ever is going to disappear and life as we know it will flourish and we'll go back to who we used to be. Okay, that's really And in news. closing, you two have anything meaningful for us? Well, it's the last day of April. It's uh, April's National Poetry Month, which John and I completely bungled. We totally forgot about it until a week ago. But, uh, you know, I spent last night reading poetry and trying to figure out what we could talk about on today's show. And I'm just so grateful that I was introduced to it years ago on the show. I mean, I confessed how much I hated it. James K.A. Smith. Uh, professor came on oh. to tell me how wrong I was and to try to encourage me to find a new life. Uh, Karen Swallow Pryor came on a couple of days later and said, no, Kathy, seriously, like I want to lead you in a new direction. I don't know. That was five, six years ago. I'm so grateful. So if you have never looked at poetry, like I never looked at poetry, if you hate the idea of it, like I always hated the idea of it, give it a chance. Very nice. Uh, my only thing is again, ba- based upon, you know, what we talked about, about things reopening, Back in church, right? Excited to be vaccinated and feeling good to be, you know, part of my faith community once again. It's fabulous. Missed everybody. Let's go. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side by side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will bound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds all my mom wanted for mother's day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests so bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm fresh meal that we started all those years ago oh yeah live music and free cones for moms too let us share a little of our farm with you the spring house in 84 pa 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com i'm pastor tom hall 
Did you know that First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, is the oldest anything in Pittsburgh, older than any newspaper, school, or business? Join us Sundays in person at 1045 a.m. Hear the timeless good news of Jesus Christ. We'll be social distancing and keeping everyone safe, so let us know you're coming at fpcp.org. Another Drusky Entertainment event, May 13th. An evening with Natalie Grant, live at Vinosky Winery. And I'll praise you in this dark, and I will lift my hand. An evening with Natalie Grant featuring Bernie Herms, May 13th at Vinosky Winery. Buy your tickets at TruskyEntertainment.com. May 13th, Natalie Grant, live at Vinosky Winery. Another Trusky Entertainment event. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Running low on eggs and time? Order groceries and more from Walmart. Choose fast delivery or free pickup. And let the Walmart team of expert shoppers handpick items for you. Use code WOWFRESH for $10 off your first order. $50 minimum delivery fees and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity is the cornerstone of the American dream. Being employed gives us the confidence to be financially independent. We feel useful and respected. But what if you were one of the 81% of adults with developmental differences who do not have a paid job? Join the SunTrust Foundation in supporting Autism Speaks, Best Buddies, and Special Olympics in creating pathways to 1 million employment and leadership opportunities for this talented community. Visit DeliveringJobs.org to learn more. in a world of words and of all the thousands millions hundreds of millions billions of words that go through our lives daily i mean it's so many it's hard to keep up many words many thoughts all those sentences running together are often confusing and jammed full of over enunciation overthought that's why on national poetry month you got to celebrate the poets among us who take words and and pare them down, make them lean and skinny, and go right to the heart of the matter. Poetry can be scary for a lot of people, but I'll tell you, if you go and dive into it and teach your brain to appreciate it, to understand it, it pays off tremendously so. So, Kath has our final poem of a very short poetry month right now. Kath? This is called Word by Madeline Langle. I who live by words am wordless when I try my words in prayer. All language turns to silence. Prayer will take my words and then reveal their emptiness. The stilled voice learns to hold its peace, to listen with the heart, to silence that is joy, is adoration. The self is shattered, all words torn apart in this strange patterned time of contemplation that in time breaks time, breaks words, breaks me. And then in silence leaves me healed and mended. I leave returned to language for I see through words, even when all words are ended. I who live by words 
am wordless when I turn me to the word to pray. Hmm. That's beautiful. Who's the author? Madeline Langle. I myself am wordless when I turn to the word to pray. I'm into that. I know that feeling. That's really Mm -hmm. well. Very very succinct. Well, uh, again, it's an encouragement, right? To be in the word, to be in God's word. And of course, the words of the poets, they themselves at uh, opposite ends of the spectrum, but uh, illuminate the beauty and truth of what it is to be alive. Thanks for being with us. God willing, we'll see you on Monday. Have yourself a restful, peaceful weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.